So good morning. Welcome back to week two of our Come to the Table series. Can I encourage you to check out last week's Church at Home if you missed it? And you can see more detail about the campaign and our church's need via our church app and website. But in our first week, we talked about how we're all invited to the table, that God's grace has always been our provision, how he has carried us to the table and how his grace covers our need and our lack. And this is a particularly tough season for many. With the current economic climate, it seems everyone is feeling the heat and the pressure. As a church, we have the privilege of walking with people through tough times. So I can tell you, if anyone is aware of the needs of the community, it's the church. But also we as a church are not exempt from those same challenges. Church, there is a big gap between the funds we need as a growing church and the actual giving we receive. Essentially, over a period of time, giving has fallen to a point where we are approximately $6,000 per week below budget. And recent stats of our church show 45% of our church adults are not giving in any capacity. In this season, church leadership has taken prudent and significant steps to address this dilemma. Cutting our already thin budget by a further 15%, putting all non-essential expenditure on hold, postponing all forward planning projects, and selling the factory, that's the active hub, which we only bought in July, to inject funds back into the church. Now, the good news here is that thanks to a generous buyer, we will still have full use of the building for zero rental for about 10 years. How's that? But cutting budgets is only one part of finding financial solutions. We must be a church that has people's financial support. We, we need to have a contributing community. I'm sure there are many questions like how we got to this place. So go to our website to see the needs of the campaign and some frequently asked questions we've tried to predict. There's also a chance for you to ask questions via the link. We are here, we are open, and we want you to come to us with your questions. But we're asking all of us to, firstly, to start giving. If you've not yet started that journey in your faith walk, please do so. Secondly, to lift current giving. So even a small amount, a small increase on what you're currently giving will make a big difference if we all help out. And for those able, to also provide lump sums. So church, this is the need. Today we ask everyone who calls Gateway Home, both in our online and in in-person church, to come to the table and respond in faith before the end of November this year. Because our church responsibilities are great in this city, in Papua New Guinea and across Australia. It's time to step up, to help out and regain our strength. And I am full of faith, church, that our best days are ahead of us, that we can be the thriving church we're called to be because our God is our provider. The good news 
God is in the business of making the mundane the miraculous, of taking what we have and turning it into more than enough. And more than that, he invites us to be part of the miracle. We see this in the story in the Bible of the miracle of the loaves and fishes. In Luke 9, it says that it had been a long day of Jesus teaching and healing the sick in a remote place. So the disciples came to Jesus and asked him to send people to local towns to get food. But Jesus said, you feed them. Can you imagine the disciples were there to help Jesus share a message to the masses that they hadn't planned on feeding 15 to 20,000 people. They hadn't pre-ordered catering. But Jesus is like, well, you feed them. The disciples replied, we don't have the money. We only have five loaves and two fish. And what God did next was nothing short of miraculous. He sat them in groups of 50, looked up to the heaven and blessed the food and began breaking it into pieces to give to the disciples to distribute. The Gospel of Luke records this. Everyone ate and was filled, and still there was 12 baskets of leftover pieces. See, this story teaches us, firstly, to never judge your problems in the light of your resources. All they had was the equivalent of a small boy's lunch, five loaves and two fish. They only had a small amount, but Jesus took their only and turned it into more than enough. There were 12 baskets left over. That's extraordinary. Secondly, it teaches us that God asks us to be part of the miracle. It was in the little boy offering his only that Jesus brought a miracle of abundance. He brought what was in his hands. And it was in the giving away, as the disciples distributed the small lunch, that Jesus turned it into much. There is such a strong promise of God here, church. And you know, the Jewish people have a name for God in this regard. They call him Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So, what's in your hands, church? And my question would be, are we prepared to offer God our only, whatever we have, no matter how much or little that may be? And more so than that, are we prepared for God to do the miraculous through our participation? God is the provider of all things for his church. Consider these verses from Romans 11. Everything comes from God and exists by his power. And make sure that when you eat and are satisfied, build pleasant houses and settle in, see your herds and your flocks flourish and more and more money come in, watch your standard of living go up and up. Make sure you don't become so full of yourself and your things that you forget God, your God. If you start thinking to yourselves, <laughs> I did all this, and all by myself. I'm rich, and it's all mine. Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth. 
and that's an ancient message in Deuteronomy to the Jewish people, but still relevant today. Then Paul said, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. That's in the first letter to Timothy. This is such good news. God is the God of the miraculous. He's in the business of turning fishes into feasts. Jesus gives us all we need and more that we might live well and meet the needs of others. The question is, do we trust him with what's already in our hands? I give these thoughts to you today for your prayerful consideration. But let me conclude with the unforgettable words of King David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil, and my cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. From Psalm 23. I am convinced that God has not finished with us, Gateway, that there is yet more to be done for the sake of the gospel of Jesus in this city, in our nation, and in the world around us. Bless you, church.